Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. We're starting a, a new series today, and we're going to be on it all month. And it's all about getting past your past. I think it's safe to say that when we look into our past, it's very easy for all of us to consider that there are things there that we regret and that there are things there that remain to be problems for us and they have a hold on us. And I can think about in my life and from being a kid and being a young adult and being a a dad, I can think about all sorts of things that I regret doing. Things I regret saying. Things I regret not doing. And I look at some of those things and I can remember different points in my life having done those things and wondering, how is Heidi going to forgive me for this? How are my boys going to forgive me for that? Why would God ever forgive me for saying that thing or doing that thing? And there have been moments in my life where I felt that I have done something so wrong that it would haunt me and remain to be a barrier between me and God and me and other relationships for the rest of my life. The Bible is full of examples of people in those same situations. I think of, there was this one woman that Jesus met, and she, was, she had had five husbands, and she was on to her sixth man. I think of a prophet that God called, had given the responsibility of sharing the Word of God with the people, and instead of following God's direct command, he went the opposite direction and ran away. Didn't simply refuse to do it, but went in the opposite direction to get away from the calling completely. There was a tax collector who used his position to exploit the people in his community and make himself wealthy. Jesus told a story about a young man who looked at his father and said, it would be better for me if you were dead now and I had my inheritance so I could go live my life the way I want to live it. And there's a man named Saul in the book of Acts who hated Christ and hated the followers of Christ so much that he made it his life mission to hunt them down, throw them in prison, and if necessary, have them executed. You may be able to relate to those things. You may not be able to. But I think most of us feel bound by a lot of things that we've done in our past. 
sometimes to the point of thinking that there is no getting away from it, no coming out of it, and they are just going to be part of us forever. And they are continue to get in the way of our relationships and continue to get in the way of God. It may be maybe something you've done in your family. Something you've done with your kids, against your spouse, past spouse. Maybe you've made bonehead decisions financially and now it's now your family is paying the cost. Maybe maybe you think back and you can think about the, the sins that you've committed. And the sins were just too big. And you are convinced that God cannot forgive a sin that big. And it was either that big or that often or you just you can't stop it. And there's this sin in your life and that you can't seem to get rid of it and you are convinced that that is too big, that is too much and that you are bound and chained by that and that will continue to be in the way and continue to be a problem for you for the rest of your life. Maybe you've destroyed friendships. Maybe you've messed up a career. Maybe your pride and arrogance has has constantly gotten in the way of, of meaningful relationships and you have pushed people away and those people are gone and there's no getting them back. Maybe you've run into problems with the law. And maybe, maybe not even that far ago, but you are struggling even right now with how you mess up. You make dumb decisions. You continue to hurt people in your life. You continue to fail your family. You continue to fail God. And it absolutely feels like you are trapped by the sins and the mistakes and the errors of your past. And you're chained by them. In Matthew, no, in Luke, they tell the story in Matthew as well, but in Luke chapter 7, we read this. Starting in verse 36. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And the, a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume over them. When the Pharisee who had invited him, saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. So Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so 
He forgave the debts of both. Now which one of them will love me more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house and you did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them away with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins are forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. That woman with the five husbands and onto her sixth man was one of the first people, one of the first people that Jesus revealed that he was the Messiah to. Jonah the prophet got swallowed by a giant fish. Instead of being drowned. And God was able to use him to reach out and save a nation. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who spent his time abusing his power to get rich, met Jesus and started giving money back to the people he had stolen from. The son who had abused, had abused his father's freedom and generosity. came home, and instead of his dad looking at him and saying, there's no place for you here, said, come home, I just want you home. And Saul, the man who hunted down Christians, he met Jesus too. And Jesus changed and forgave him so much that he was no longer bound by his sin, but was set free and went around spreading the love and work of Christ. Now, Alicia, can you come up here and give me a hand? Because the reality is, you can't free yourself from these things. You're not supposed to free yourself from these things. Thank you for setting me free. <laughs> That's it. We are all here with stuff from our past. And sometimes we get used to it being there. 
Sometimes we've tried to get out of it ourselves and we can't. But the reality is we need Christ to forgive us. He says to this woman, your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. You are free now. The first step to freedom is being forgiven. These people in the Bible, these examples, God forgave them and that opened the door for something new that set them loose, that took away the chains, it took off the handcuffs, it set them free. And that started with the forgiveness that Christ has for you. It doesn't matter if it had to do with your family, it has to do with your finances, it has to do with your friends, it has to do with work, it has to do with the criminal code, it has to do with your, your distant past or your, your more recent past. The sins and the mistakes and the, the baggage that you carry, the things that you have done that you feel like no one else can accept you because of all the things in your life that you cannot be forgiven for, you think are too big or there's too many for God to forgive them, God is here today telling you that there is no limit to His ability to set you free by first forgiving your sins. He sees your junk. And He wants to forgive you. There's forgiveness for how you have failed your family, how you have failed God, how you have messed up your life. And He offers it to you. If you've never known that before, if you've known it but fallen away, if you're living in sin right now, He looks at you. He is looking at you today. He is here today saying to you, that He can set you free and He wants to forgive you. but you have to accept it. Sometimes we get so comfortable. Sometimes we, we get filled with pride and we're like, no, I can deal with it myself. I can, I can handle it myself. Or I don't really need to get rid of that thing. I can do these things while in chains, whatever it is. And it's when we finally stop and we ask for help and go to God and say, I need you to forgive me of this. It's then that He's able to take the cuffs off and set you free. So the first step of this process is admitting that you need freedom. That you need forgiveness. And I think all of us here can admit that we need forgiveness for the things in our past. The second step is we need to confess those things to Christ and there are certain things we need to confess to other people too. 
But we need to admit it and then we need to confess it. We need to go to Christ and say, forgive me for these things. I'm sorry for doing these things. I admit that these things happened and I did these things and I need you. Then you need to trust Him for that forgiveness. And start following Him. But if you want freedom from your past, the first step of it is being forgiven. And that forgiveness has come through Christ. God wants to forgive your past and set you free. But you've got to go to Him to get it. You've got to invite Him to come and set you free. You can't do it on your own. He's the one with the key. He's the one that can set you free. The first step to freedom is being forgiven. And that freedom is offered to you today. You just need to ask Him Invite him to do the work in your life. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down to earth people following Jesus in down to earth ways.